Potadelphia. Uh, we are here immediately. I mean, and I mean immediately after the Eagles have just destroyed the New York football giants. Um, and, and much like Odell Beckham Jr., we tonight are not playing with a full deck. I have no idea what that guy was up to tonight. <laughs> Chuck is Chuck is not with us tonight. We wish him a speedy recovery. He's not feeling well. But uh, but Gene is here. What's up, Gene? Hey, everybody. It's Gene Zilak here. And uh, filling in for Chuck, I will be giving you our Twitter handle, which is <laughs> at Potadelphia. And uh, normally uh, you can find me uh, anywhere but on social media. So... <laughs> And I, as always, and Dave Diorio, you can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. Uh, but the Eagles tonight, man, they came out um, with their hair on fire. Something to prove tonight, huh? They looked like a team possessed. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was exactly what the doctor ordered. Basically, uh, to quote a good friend of mine, he basically said that if they lose by if they win this game by seven or less, then the Let's write the season off. And they certainly must have heard him talking because they came out and put a hurting on this team. You know how I kind of what I'm kind of giving in this game an analogy to? It's kind of like a reverse analogy. You know how when your team is uh, winning, but you're really not sure if you're a contender and then you play a juggernaut team like the Patriots or something and you go, okay, this game is going to tell us how good we really are. Yes. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. This this feels kind of like that, but in reverse. Like we've been stumbling, um, but now we're playing a really terrible team, and let's find out how bad we really are. Sometimes and, I feel like you need to play against a bad team to get your rhythm. You need to be able to f- get that confidence that maybe playing against some of these better teams, I guess, that we've had, that we've had to really kind of bite and scratch our way through. Um Having a team where we could kind of like do some things and find some rhythm, uh, I think is going to be great for us going forward. Yeah, but it also gives us as fans a little perspective that it's not that bad. No, no, I didn't think I didn't think it was that bad. I'm so glad that we have some something to point to and be like, yeah, there's still a lot of good things that this team knows how to do. Yeah, and I think that that's a good point. If we if we you know won this game on a last minute field goal, I don't know that we walk away from this game feeling all that great. No, I think we absolutely don't. I think we feel like we're still in trouble. No, I mean, I, like a win's a win, right? And you can't uh, you know you can't take any game on the schedule for granted. But uh, with the way we've been playing the last few weeks, I mean, we really needed something to help put it all together. And and I mean. The New York Giants are exactly what the doctor ordered. Well, and much like my hesitation, I guess, going into really the last couple of games has been the way the schedule has lined up for us. I feel like there's a lot of days that we could have caught the Vikings and we would have beat that team by two touchdowns. But coming them coming off of that loss to the Rams and as desperate as they really kind of felt, that was not a spot I wanted to play that team. That was them coming into a place where their season ended last year. That's not a place where I wanted to play that team. They had so many of those intangible things going for them. Um, I, I, I hated that spot. I feel like very much the op, the same thing kind of happened, but in our favor this time. We had so many untang- intangible things going into this game. We 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 were the were the Super Bowl champs. Everybody's saying that we've got this hangover, and it was so good to see them kind of respond and be like. No, we are who we thought we were, 
and the Giants are definitely who we thought they were. And it's there's nothing better than really sticking it to somebody that you hate. And I don't know. I've always, maybe the team I hate most in professional sports is the New York football Giants. Yeah, and, and one of the, the greatest things is when you get a turnover off of Eli and you get the slow, like the slow motion. It, it's it's a close-up of Eli's face making the Eli face, but it's also in slow motion. Right. And it just hangs there. And I feel like that's how it happens in real time as well. Like that, that that's not you a trick of the camera. Slow motion. <laughs> I mean, maybe, it's, maybe that was my imagination. Just that's, that's real-time Eli face. That's just how he makes his faces. So, I mean, let's maybe that's a good place to kind of start is, is Eli completely cooked? Was, was McAdoo right? Is Eli done? Is there nothing left in the tank? Why are they starting this guy? Well, you know, I don't want to make this like a, a Giants podcast or anything, but we do, we do certainly enjoy our, our uh, you know, reveling in the misery of some of our, our rivals, but... Yeah, man, Eli looks really bad. Because those are talented receivers on the Giants. Like, there's no question that those guys can, A, get open, and B, catch the ball if it gets near them. There were so many passes the whole game that just sailed, sailed over people's heads. This is not a pressure situation. Like, I know a lot of people are giving him uh, a bit of a pass because the line has just been performing so terribly this season. But... I mean, there there were some. I mean, you got to make these passes. You, you know, you won you won two Super Bowls for crying out loud. I didn't think that he was. I mean, he certainly had moments where he was under duress, but I never. I didn't feel like he was running for his life or anything. There was a lot of passes that he had plenty of time to deliver the ball and whew, just ten feet I, over people's heads. I fully expected them to go into this game with a strategy of. Yeah, play action and just push that ball down the field. Oh yeah, no, I that should be their strategy against everybody. Well, but specifically against us. I mean, yeah, I thought Mills was going to get targeted off early and often in this game, and that didn't really happen. And um, yeah, I just don't know what the philosophy was, and I think they started to do that a bit uh, at the end of the first half before they totally got stalled out and missed the field goal. Um, but yeah, I just I don't understand the strategy. If I was if I was a Giants fan right now, I I would be seriously scratching my head and 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 probably looking for a new coach next season. And we talked about this on Sunday, but again, I guess we win the coin toss again. Are we are we uh, yeah, five and zero, five and zero, or six and zero in coin tosses this year? Again, we defer. Have we, have we received a kick at all to start a game uh, except uh, the um, the uh, Tennessee game? I think we did. Tennessee game I feel like it was we either the, every game. it was it was I know we didn't in the Tampa game and I know we didn't in the opener I did a quick Google search in the first quarter to see if I could find like a coin toss statistic or how coin tosses you know the panned out for the yeah. season I couldn't really find anything I bet you it's about 50 <laughs> 50 no ass I know it's <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I thought somebody out there would have logged like how the Eagles are doing specifically for every NFL game, um, you know, at least this season. But yeah, these are the same people that know uh, what, you know, when Qantas crashes, I think a coin toss subreddit. Yeah, maybe I'll check that out. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, so there's everything else in the world, right? So uh, um, there's some kind of coin toss fetish out there that I, somebody 
I guess my my point being that it seemed like in this game, this is this is kind of an illustration as to why you draw that up. And it almost worked out exactly the way you plan it for for why you defer, because we were in a position to get points at the end of the half and then get the ball right back. Granted, the game wasn't necessarily close. It's not like it. But you kind of see that that's Doug's modus operandi. He really likes that ability to be able to put points up as you're going into the half and and keep that momentum as soon as you come out of the locker room and get the ball right back. Um, I think that there's just something mentally he feels that does for the psychology of a team that makes you feel like you're really stepping on uh, on a on an opponent's throat. Well, it also works out um, because you get a turnover on the first possession, so you essentially get the ball back immediately. Right. Well, that helps too. <laughs> Would you score a touchdown off of? Yeah, and I think that that's always like in you know if if you can if you can do that when you've got a defense that can pull that off, then you are golden. But you know, unfortunately, the way this season has gone, when we've had that first possession, uh, we've been lit up, and it's not it's not played out the way that you want it. You know, you want it to go. I don't know if you can hear that or not. No, I can. You you could hear that. Or I could hear. I can hear you now. I'm looking at the game log, and you know, goddamn, the ESPN.com is always playing friggin' videos in the corner of the screen <laughs> because that I, I'm trying to see if that was the fir- that first touchdown um, from the Giants 13. I think it was. Was that was that incredible um, like against the body pass that that Wentz had? And when I saw the way the weather was kind of shaping up in, during the pregame show. I was a little worried that this was going to be a sloppy game, you know, and there were sloppy moments, but I don't think by any stretch of the imagination that this was a sloppy game or that this was played in a sloppy way. And there were some really, really nice finesse plays that I saw on both sides of the ball. But like, I really saw some nice things that Carson Wentz did as far as taking command of this team. Like this is, I think, the best game that he's played this year by a lot. Well, I mean, we had three fumbles. But did, got, did, I think we, we only lost. Back. I was going to say, did we lose any? No, we got them all back. I mean, it wasn't, you know, Wentz did have another fumble. Yeah, I don't I don't understand what it is about him that is causing him to do that. Did you did you hear anything about if Lane Johnson is, is like, done, done? Because it seemed like he was really in bad shape with that ankle near the end of the game. Well, he he had that injury at the end of the third quarter, and he and he came back out and played the fourth. So, I mean, when I was listening to it on the radio, when they said it was a high ankle sprain, um, I forget who it was. I, I don't know who who's on these damn shows anymore. Uh, but a former player basically said, "Well, yeah, that's nothing that you can." Oh my God, it's happening again. That's nothing that you can. Uh, he's not going to make it any worse. So right. it's basically like a a play through the the pain situation. Right. If you can tolerate the pain, the pain, you can you can keep going. Yeah, I mean, so hopefully they can you know manage it because that would be that would be huge to lose lane. Right. I think that if you go back through his career as an Eagle, you see that there, our record when he's not in the on the line is is not good. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't want to lose anybody else. On the line. I'm getting nervous. I got nervous when Jalen Mills was hurt. For a I know while. because we have uh, we're real thin in the secondary right now. Jones also went off with an injury today. Yeah, and I don't think he came back. I think he went off like in in the first half and didn't return. Yeah, I don't think he came back either. Um, so like, where do we want to go? I mean, do we want to talk about so Wentz today? Well, let's talk about the play the play calling first. 
Uh, because yeah, that's we a good place to start. a game of, with a good balance. And I think it's because, you know, everything worked out the way we, we like it to work out, right? right. I mean, we, we got an early lead. We, we, we were able to pour it on. Uh, and then we were able to kind of like just, you know, run when we wanted to. So what was the mix here? So uh, Wentz had 36 pass attempts and we had 31. Well, Wentz had two. So 29 carries. So 36 passes, 29 rushes. That's... A it's pretty good, good balance. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm looking for, right? But that's also a lot of plays. It's a lot more <laughs> plays, I think, than we've run in the last couple games. You know what I mean? That's almost... Time of possession. It almost feels like it's like five to ten more plays than we've run. You know, almost a whole extra series than what we've run the last couple games. Yeah, it does It does kind of feel that way. Um, I mean, Wentz was just fantastic tonight. I mean, 278 yards, three touchdowns. 122 rating. So yeah, the thing I love about Carson Wentz, very rarely does he seem like he he puts that. You know, they say with every quarterback, you're going to have that one you want back every game. That that throw you make that you just ooh, you know, he rarely throws that ball that you're just like, oh, that ball is going to be picked. You know, you hope the cornerback drops it. He rarely he'll put stuff in tight spots. Um, and I feel like a lot of times when he does get picked, it's almost always because somebody gets a hand on it or something or, uh, you know, or somebody gets a hand on him. It's rarely because he just throws to the wrong spot or miscommunicates with his receivers. I think when when Wentz gets in trouble or the things, the things that I say, oh, I wish I had that one back for him are like, I wish you didn't try to do that. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know what, what there was one today. There was one play today where I sent the text. I was like, well, you know, Carson's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's always trying to pull off some kind of stuff, and especially with the weather today. And we saw a couple of plays where it was a, a little bit of risky biscuits, like when um, when Ertz lateraled it to Jeffrey. Yeah, I, like, to get two extra yards. Right? Why? Just go down. Uh, the other thing with with Carson, I, sometimes I wish he wouldn't head first slide. I really, you know, I know he's going to go and get that. Down, you know, like, and it was. You know, he just opens himself up to a broken rib or, you know, because it, it seemed like these Giants had no problem taking that uh, that that un- unnecessary roughness penalty for uh, for throwing a body at a head, you know, yeah. after a play. Well, that was like almost exactly the same type of play uh, that knocked him out of the season last year in that head first dive. Right. I mean, granted, this was for a first down, not not a touchdown. Uh, but, but if you're going to do if you're going to make that play like. Do it in a game that you know we need. You know, you know what I mean. Like, but that's Wentz. It's it's hard to get that aspect of his game out of him. Yeah, He's just going to yeah. try and get every yard he can get every single play. You know, it's the good and the bad. You know, because if he wasn't like this, we would say that you know, oh, you know, he he shies away from contact or he's soft. Um, but by God, we need him. So like, do not get hurt on you know on something stupid. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some roughing the passer, uh, penalties. I think we had two in this game, one for each. Yeah. There was the Bennett one. Was it Bennett okay, again? Let's talk about the Bennett one. Cause that okay. was the full, full body weight on the quarterback, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this was one of the first times I kind of saw it. Yeah. I'm, I just I'm... don't, I just don't like the penalty. I just think it's dumb. But, I mean, if that is the letter of the law, like, yeah, I definitely see him kind of like he definitely leaned into the into the tackle. 
you know what's funny? I, I talked about this. Um, I actually talked about this on the whip around this week. Um, th- this is like this is the NFL now. Yeah. So you're going to have to get used to it. I mean, there's not the, it, there's not going to be any benefit to anybody screaming into the ether about like this is bullshit or. Um, you know, this isn't real football or, you know, oh, you can't even touch the guy. Yeah, no, the the, the powers that be are committed to protecting quarterbacks. Like, that's just the be-all, end-all. They yeah. don't want quarterbacks lost for the season. It's still going to happen, obviously, but they want to do everything they possibly can do to really discourage the brutal, violent hits on quarterbacks. Yeah, I just think this is like the new reality, and we just we're going to have to adjust. These players are going to have to adjust, and it may, you know, like – like I think we talked about on previous episodes, it may take a generation yeah. of you know kids growing up like not hitting people that way. Um, but yeah, I mean these guys got to learn how to adapt. And um, I and I'm more okay with that. I am less okay with what I think is a little bit of the soft rules in the secondary. I feel like there are you could literally call pass interference or defensive holding on every single play. There's rarely a time that the flag is thrown yeah. that. You can't make some case that, yeah, it was there. But the problem is it's resulting in every time there's an incomplete pass, a wide receiver stands up and is looking for a flag. Like there is – it's becoming like the NBA diving or the or, or, or Italian soccer, the way they dive. You know, it's it's just – and that's right. I said it. I said it. In Italian soccer, they dive too much. Um, fight me. Um, but yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, it's, it's just, it, it's infuriating. Like it's an incomplete pass. Get up, go to the sideline. Like don't look for a flag every time, but they do that because, you know, you see sometimes that late flag come in from the judge, you know, you see that kind of, but they literally could call it every time. And, and I don't totally understand exactly the rules sometimes, you know, where is, is, is that, which, what is contact that's befitting a foul? It's, it's insane. Well, I'll just say this game was really well officiated. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't notice anything that I, I thought was no, no, I didn't get called or or a foul that did get called that wasn't um, the the Wentz the personal foul on Wentz was I mean pretty egregious. I mean, oh yeah, no, that was ugly. Like just whipped them to the ground. So I mean, that's going to get called. That's going to get called every time. But you know what? You don't remember? Uh, do you remember like growing up? They used to get so there used to be so many personal foul penalties for mm-hmm. hitting people out of bounds right late hit yeah i almost you, you know, almost never really see the late hit anymore it's like the the late hit is extinct no they have like the, the nfl has culturally eliminated that play from existence by penalizing it out yeah and you that's would, what you would, see you would, with, with this quarterback stuff you would see running backs go out you know they'd be three feet out of bounds and then you'd see some linebacker come along and just basically body check them yeah, into like the I ran bench. this whole way i'm gonna mm-hmm. i'm gonna get i'm gonna hit you right yeah. and it's to a certain degree like i feel like defensive coordinators had kind of coached that into them is like you know it may be worth the 10 yard penalty or whatever depending on where we are on the field if we sure. can put that guy out for four plays yeah um hey man jalen mills <laughs> do we have to, do we have to give him a little love tonight you didn't tackle Barkley on his 58-yard run, but, you know, a lot of people missed Barkley tackles. And he did have his uh, – he did get burned in the first half. He did, but 
no PIs. No PIs. That's second huge. Second game in a row. Yeah, second game in a row. No PIs. And man, that the way the way he broke up that touchdown pass, like at the end of the game with like five minutes left. Yeah, it was a nice play. It was a really nice play. And hey, you know, I gotta admit when when he came off the field hurt, I got a little nervous. Yeah, so we are not uh, we're not monsters here. <laughs> we're not we above giving a little love to the to, to the Green Goblin. Yeah, so uh, it's a nice job. You won't be replaced by the Hobgoblin anytime soon. We'll keep the Green Goblin for a little while. Yeah, I mean, but like, what do we need to do as far as our our cornerback depth? We've got we've got Russell Douglas, we've got Darby, and we've got you know, I if Sidney Jones goes down, do we got to go like hit the streets and and go find some guy? I think it is what it is. I mean, we didn't even talk about – we haven't talked about yet. We're, we'll probably talk about it on Sunday because we don't have an Eagles game to break down. But like, who who are we going after? Why did Howie free up this cap space? I feel like he's up to something, yeah. though, right? Want him to do? We'll talk about that on Sunday. Um, because yeah, maybe we'll have some idea of what he's up to. <clears throat> yeah, something might happen. Uh, and I'll just go on record now that like I, I don't want Shady McCoy here. Oh, and I certainly don't want to, uh, to send a second and a third to Buffalo. Jordan Matthews, nice game today. Jordan Matthews had a great game today. He would get a game ball from me just for, for really looking like an NFL receiver again. If you had one to give, you would give it to him? Yeah, I he had a couple of really nice slants across the middle that just were were the kind of plays that were vintage Jordan Matthews stuff. Like, that's why the guy was an 80-catch-a-year you know, an 80 catch a, a year guy. Yeah, and he drew that pass interference penalty, I think, in the second quarter. That was like, I mean, the game was not totally in hand at that point. So, But he does some things the last couple of weeks that, like, he's just a professional kind of, like, workman receiver. He's not flashy. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to do the things that Alshon Jeffrey does. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think a good game overall by the receivers. I thought Alsh- Alshon Jeffrey had a great game, too. Two touchdowns for Alshon Jeffrey. And again, you know, making really tough plays in traffic. Uh, that's just basically played, what he does. He plays, he plays so big. Yeah, yeah, and it's amazing because his the knock on him is obviously that he's that he's he's hurt all the time. And I think that what gets lost in that is one of the reasons he gets hurt all the time is because he does play such a physical style for a receiver. Yeah. Um, I know we're bouncing around a lot here, but do you think Wendell Smallwood is? the feature back i can't tell because you know this is the first time clement's been back you know they've been kind of been together in a couple weeks and you know i felt like clement was getting some of the important you know touches uh certainly looked a little bit like the better receiver although it was really close but you know like goal line it seemed like they were kind of favoring clement but i feel like wendell smallwood might be the better pure runner hmm it's tough. Yeah, it's yeah, a good yeah. problem to have. I feel like we don't, you know, if, if they could really produce like this, you, you really don't need to go out and burn draft picks. Like, I feel like we were pretty efficient. Did Josh Adams have anything? I, I don't remember hearing his, his name called. No. No, not at all. It's a problem for fantasy players because there's no, it's no way to tell which of those two guys is going to have the better game. It's just going to be who's in when the line opens the big hole and you can run it, you know, rattle it off for 30 or 40 yards. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can't um, think of I can't think of anybody that I would want to put ahead of the two of them right now if they could produce like they did tonight. And I feel like if you give those guys the touches that they're gonna I know that the the knock on Smallwood is he can't pass protect. Okay. Oh yeah, that that's a true thing. Yeah, he cannot pick up a blitz. That is that is factually correct. He has no you know, you'll see you'll see big big linebackers just go past him like you know like he you know like one of those manadors you know um so i think they they like clement better in those sorts of situations which is hard because i think smallwood is a good receiver uh so you know you may not see him in in some some spots where you would have on a like on a third down or whatever where you might need him to end up staying in to to protect um I thought they looked good with those RPOs, and you know, usually I can't yeah. even see those things. But today, I definitely saw there were some spots where where Carson definitely had that run pass option going, and and they definitely were able to get some big chunks of yards out of him. Yeah, I mean, speaking of running backs, how jealous are you of uh, the Giants having Barkley? Good God, that guy is just I mean, a tank. Zeke Elliott can suck it because Barkley's the best running back in the East. Oh, Barkley might be the best running back in the NFC. The only guy I think maybe. Oh, maybe. Uh, yeah, I guess he. Who were you thinking? I was thinking Kareem Hunt. Oh. Uh, but he's an yeah. he's an AFC guy. But yeah, Todd Gurley. Dude, what about um the dude in uh, New Orleans? Uh, Kamara. Or yeah, Alvin Kamara. Well, the problem with with him, it seems like there's just days they don't game plan for him. Like they just don't have him in, you know what I mean? And especially now that, that, uh, uh, his, his backmate, uh, is, is off of suspension. You know, there may be games where he'll disappear. Todd Gurley and, uh, Saquon Barkley are clearly the featured back. I think Todd Gurley also benefits from the fact that that team has a absolutely dominant passing attack as well. Um, you mean the you mean Gurley? Yeah, that's what I mean. Todd Gurley benefits from from the Rams having a, an absolutely dominant passing attack. Uh, that's a very good offense. It's one of the better offenses I think I can remember in like five or ten years. Like that's just scary. Uh, thankfully, they don't play very good defense. Um, although they play pretty good defense so far, but you've seen teams put up points on them. I think that they're not some sort of unstoppable juggernaut. I think that there's going to be a team that's going to catch the Rams. And, uh, and you know, they're not going to go 17 and no, that looks like a 12 win team to me, very honestly, which at this rate, they're going to have to start losing soon to make me right. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they'll lose to us. I really believe that they will. It's out there too, isn't it? Yeah. And like, how crappy is that? Yeah. We're the champs. How did we get a draw that we've got to go out to them? <laughs> and we played them there last year. Exactly. Whatever. Is that a primetime game? Because if it's not, it should be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what week it is on the schedule. I hate these Thursday night games. I just want to be on record for that. You know I what? Wish, I, I wish like... every game was at 1 o'clock on Sunday. I actually liked it this week just because I wanted to get that stank taste of that Minnesota Vikings game. Yeah. Like... Well, and I also like now that we've got 10 days. It's kind of like getting a cheap buy. Yeah, why can I not? Why can I not find this game on on the schedule? We have the we have the Panthers next, Cowboys, Giants, Cowboys, Texans, Jags, Saints, Skins. Oh, Rams. Oh, 
Yeah, it is actually. It's uh, December sixteenth at eight twenty p.m. So I don't know. So if it's that's a so Sunday much. night game. Right. That sounds like a Sunday night game. But it's the second to last game of the season, so uh, you know it might not be. It's either going to mean a lot or it's going to mean very little. Or it might mean a lot for one team and nothing for the other. Yeah. And I think I know the likely scenario of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that what we need to consider ourselves is we're we're gunning for the two seed right now, and I think that that's a realistic goal still, especially after a win tonight. Um, well, here's the deal because the fact of the matter is a wild card team is not coming out of the NFC East. No. no <clears> so the worst will be is a three seed. That's true. Or a four seed, I guess. Yeah, we're going to get one home game, hopefully, if we can get out of this division. So and I don't... Nice to finish ahead of who, one of those divisions. Who else in the division do you have any... Do you think we can we can go 7-0 and in the division? Is there anybody... Or 6-0, and 6-0. Is there anybody that makes you nervous? Because now, uh, from right now, I feel like the Giants are... They're, they're, they're a circus. Yeah. Their problems in and of themselves make them... I think completely irrelevant as far as the division is concerned. Like the Cowboys to me, like the Cowboys have no weapons. I don't, I don't see how the Cowboys move the ball. They're bad on both lines. I see us winning both Cowboys games. I, I just really do. The Redskins are the team that I think we might split with. Alex Smith is the kind of guy that can get hot. He's a, he, he can have a good game. They, they like to throw to Jordan Reed. Um, I don't feel like they've got that deep threat that you really need to re- that's a really the Achilles heel of this team. I, I hate the Redskins too. I hate everybody in this division and ugh, it I I want us to whoop all of them. But I think you're right. I think if there's a team that could catch us and I, the game would be the game in Washington because we're a different team on the road. Yeah, no. I I mean and this is what winning even just one game really does for your like optimism. And um, you know we, we're we're back on track. We got, we got a game against Carolina next week that we we probably should win that game. I think if we're legit, we win that game. I feel like Carolina's got a lot of good things on offense. Um, they've played in a lot of tight games, but this is a a team that we've played the last couple of years. I think we know them fairly well for um, you know, for a non division opponent. I feel like this is where we can kind of start to build ahead of steam. I feel like if we had lost tonight, we would be going in there in a tailspin and we would be in real trouble. But I think we need to stick to what we know. And I really feel like this is another game where we have to focus on keeping the ball on the ground because that's how you control a game is by running it. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I could not agree more. I said you know earlier today, like Doug is rewarded every time. We run the ball, right? I mean, nothing like not a lot of bad things happen when we run the ball. Usually, it, it helps us and gets us. In a it helps the wide receivers. It helps the the, the tight ends, and yeah. it helps the quarterback. And, and once is really good off play action. So, and when you can have long sustained drives, it keeps your defense on the bench so that when they come out, they can attack. Yeah, yeah. And then we got this London game coming up too against Jacksonville of all things. Which is really annoying. Well, Jacksonville's that's like their Is that a team that from... gives you the impression the same that, as it does me that they that they don't really know what they want to be yet? They one week they 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 put up three points, I guess, or against uh 
Tennessee, the, the next, you know, another week they they beat New England. Like, do they not have a personality yet? Uh, is it just Blake Bortles is inconsistent? I, I yeah. can't figure this team out. Yeah, that's a that, that's a case of the like we're going to go in that game, and it's sort of like a similar matchup, like a mirror image team, except that we have a much better quarterback. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's going to make all the difference. I mean, and we both have running back problems right now. We're both. Are we, we going to? Are we going to get like home home team support um, over there because of the 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 lookalikeness with uh, Carson and what is it? Harry William? That's, what the hell's his name? It's Harry. Is he the one who looks like Harry? Well, we also have Jay Ajayi, which if. Unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's on the roster. I don't think we ever see him suit up for an Eagle in an Eagles game ever again. Or is that going to be like a da- a downside because he's going to show everybody where to go? Oh, yeah, and, and really party. I know, I know all the hot spots. <laughs> all of me. <laughs> I mean, Jacksonville has to play there every year, so I feel like they – Yeah, uh, they know too. So here's the problem, though, is like we play bad on the road. Like do we play extra bad in another country or – is it that it's such a so far out of whack that we you know because we've crossed so many time zones that we actually are able to figure ourselves out because we're basically you know it, we're so screwed up. I don't know, but I'm pumped for that. I'm excited to like wake up and watch football. Yeah, what times the game start? Like nine o'clock. Nine thirty. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I've done it. A, you know, I've I've caught some of those before, but it's always like, oh my god, it's the third quarter. I'm having breakfast and there's a game already half over. All right. Well, let's let's you want to wrap this up. Yeah, we'll have lots more to say on Sunday. I'm sure if Chuck's back, we'll get his take on everything. It depending on how much of the game he's actually seen. Yeah. Did uh, did you see Odell uh, headbutt a cooler? I saw him taking on all sorts of inanimate objects tonight. Yeah, he he headbutted a like a like a, a, a like a I don't know what they are like a AC blower thing. Yeah. And then Barkley had to come over and like console him. Yeah, Saquon Barkley, that is his team. Like, he is I'm absolutely... So I'm not a Giants fan. Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of them, and they've got one thing on that team, and it's Saquon Barkley. Everything else can go. I yeah. cut the whole rest of the squad. Everybody else can coach. Everybody. Everybody's gone. We're just going to start with that guy. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we'll be back Monday morning. We'll be breaking down the week that was with the Flyers. Uh, we'll be previewing the Sixers. Yeah, they start on Tuesday. We are in less than seven days. Against the goddamn Celtics. Oh, God, I'm so pumped for that game. Uh, we'll take a look at how the rest of the division fared uh, on a football weekend. Um, well, well, maybe we'll touch on the, the playoffs, the baseball playoffs. Lots of good stuff from this week. I really was into that Boston and Yankees series. Yeah, that Yankees, they almost pulled that out in the ninth. Yeah, I was hoping it was going to get in game five. I kind of didn't want that series to end. Yeah, but we got to bring back the Yankees-Red uh, Sox rule. It should always be seven games when the two of them play. Yeah, they, they should just make that series seven. Um, all right, well, we'll be back uh, We'll be back with you on Monday. Hey, have a great Friday. Have a great weekend, and, uh, and we'll see you later. Have a great day at work. Bye.